0: to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V.
1: And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here.
0: Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community.
1: As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, You can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast.
0: On behalf of myself, Pastor V.
1: And me, Prophetess Tanya.
0: And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Seventeen, chapter chapter um, chapter seventeen, verse nine. It says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things, and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? It says in verse ten, but I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due reward. Amen. And just for a thought before um, this this morning, I want to talk to you guys briefly about the condition of a man's heart. The condition of a man's heart. When we're talking, when we when we see the word heart in the Bible, a lot of times, it's not always, it doesn't always, not saying that it doesn't, I said it doesn't always speak about the actual blood-pumping heart, but it talks about the thoughts, the mind of an individual when we talk about heart. So the condition of a man's heart can also be the condition of a man's thoughts. The condition of a man's mind. As a man, the Bible tells us in Psalms, I mean, Proverbs uh, 23 and 7, that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So how can your heart think if your heart is not moved by what your thought pattern is? And so our lives are a sum total of how we view ourselves, how we think of ourselves, the conditions of our life or the things that we put ourselves in is a result of the way we think that changes or moves our hearts to do certain things. So the condition of a man's heart is vital to moving us from the old way of how we do things, how we process, how we move forward in life. Amen. Because it tells us here, that the human heart is is the most dece- um, deceitful of all things, and desperately listen, your heart is is um, deceitful. That means your thoughts contaminate your heart, and our heart messes with our overall life when our thoughts. Yeah, I know. Y'all heard this 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 saying called stinky thinking. When your thought process is off, it messes with your heart, your ability not to to give love, not to receive love. Why? Because the way you have seen love reciprocated or or given to you, it now messes with the way you think about things that now everybody's motive to you has to be judged. Whether it's a pure thing or or it's a corrupt thing. So the condition of a man's heart is important. And so on today, let's we want I want to talk and dig in to the fact that we have to start thinking differently to change our hearts, the mind that we have about things. We have to change the condition of our hearts. Because this mind that we have. Can be desperately wicked, and only see wrong because we are conditioned because of the life that we once lived, the things that we've come out of, how we've moved in times past, have conditioned us, have hardened our hearts to things. So now we judge everything guarded and our heart protected because of what we've seen has now changed the way we think And we view things. You guys with me out there? Amen. Turn your Bibles to Psalms 51 and 10. Psalms 51 and 10. It says, created me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. One translation says, renew a right spirit in me. What is the right spirit in me? The right spirit in you is the spirit that, that thinks about and has the mind of Christ to it. Let this mind be in you, Scripture says, which was also in Christ Jesus. So if this mind, which is the renewing of our minds, have to be in us. So if we renew our minds, then it gives us a right spirit, a loyal spirit. Loyal means concerning the things of God that we're committed to pursuing after the things of God. Our heart, the mind. We have to renew the way we think if we are saying that we are believers and children of God. We have to make sure that our minds have been renewed concerning the word of God. Because if the condition of our heart is so faulty, it's directly related to the way we think. Directly related to how we view life and people concerning our lives. Amen. So. A lot of us, a lot of our struggles in life is directly related. To our heart. Not being fixed. Not being whole. Not being healed. Not being delivered. Not being made whole concerning the things of God. See, a lot of us have broken hearts. Yeah, broken hearts because people have let us down. I know. I hear y'all out there. Yeah, I know. Some of us been hurt. it's always been said church hurt. We've been we've been mistreated by people in the in the body of Christ. We've been hurt by those who we've placed our hearts in their hands to care for us, and they've misused us. They mistreated us. Amen. Yeah. They've they've somewhat what we call they broke our hearts. Mm-hmm. But I want to decree and declare unto you today that God has come today to heal the and mend the broken heart. Hallelujah. He's the potter. He wants to put us back, put your heart back together today. Amen. We want to change that stony heart on today. Yes, we do. Why? Because God wants to get out of you what he's placed in you. And he can't do that when your heart is hardened to life, to people. To things you don't trust, you don't believe. And listen, here's the thing. If you don't trust in the things of God, there's no way you can believe in God. And there's no way that you can believe what people are telling you about the goodness of God to be true. Yeah, because you're hurting. I get it. I understand. My hurt may not have been your hurt, but I hurt. I was in pain nevertheless at some point too. And here's the thing. As leaders, we hurt just like y'all hurt. We're not devoid of, of feelings. As much as we want to make you people, or much as some of us want to make people think that nothing affects us, it affects us as leaders as people who have God has given to help and to lead people it affects us then when people walk away they they talk and they throw shots or when people pass you aside after getting what they want from you the same in your life after you bless somebody and now they talk about you you given somebody their your last so they won't go without and it's just this is not about things, but here's the thing: we attach things to how we should feel. See, here and some of a lot of us, things are directly attached to our heart. Why? Because the moment you take something from me, my heart hurts. Why? Because I believe you've now taken my kindness for weakness. And when we can remove things from our heart. Our thoughts and love people and love God even the more as it relates to it, the things when they when people walk away with things, it won't affect us to the point where it, it damages our heart. We understand that it's a part of life, that things happen. People are not always where you think they should be because, see, people hurt people because they've experienced hurt and they haven't managed it properly. So the condition of a man's heart, his thoughts has to be one that's renewed. That no matter what goes on. I will stay steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding. And listen, no matter what, it then listen. I'm not telling you. I'm not. I'm not suggesting to anybody that you be un. I mean, you be. You don't. You be unavailable emotion. Your emotions shouldn't run you. That's what one thing I'm saying. The second part to what I'm saying is, yeah, we have feelings. But after that, I have to move beyond my feelings and now I have to get back into the word of God. And now I have to change God, thank you for covering and protecting my heart. Because listen, the Bible tells us that if we have the word in our heart, we may not sin against him. So it's important to have the word on the inside of us. Prophet is telling you used to say, "That her what was what was your thing about your heart?
1: <laughs> the love of God. The love of God is
0: shared in, abroad in my heart. Wow. And you have to have the love of God mm-hmm. to be shared abroad in your heart. And how do you have the love of God shared abroad in you? You have to first condition your mind to say." That God, no matter what level of offense or whatever level of whatever that, that, that measure may be for you, it won't get me off. It won't move me from my square of loving God that is shared abroad in me. That's a condition of our hearts, ladies and gentlemen. That's a condition of how we see ourselves because we have to see ourselves holy, free, strong, enough that when things in life happens and people and situations and circumstances happen in our lives, that we don't get moved to the degree where it knocks us off our square. Our square being the power the authority, our relationship with the Almighty God. Because, see, when our hearts aren't right, when people cuss, we start cussing. Huh. Yeah, I know somebody still need to be living from that cussing demon. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. How is it that I'm, that I'm a believer? I'm a, I'm a shouter. I'm a speaker in tongues. I'm a shout out. I'm going to go shake it. And then when you cuss me, I put my, my Holy Ghost on the shelf and I'm going to cuss you back. That's a condition of the heart. It's when we have not fully been converted. Because if I can put my spirituality on the shelf, that's what it tells me as a, as a a as a believer, that it was never in you. Because if it's in you, how can you put it on the shelf? See, most people wear Christianity. Christianity is not in them, because when it's in you, you can't easily take it off. But when it's on you, it comes and goes, and that's the playing church that we are, that people are in in this in this dispensation of time. That's why it's the condition of the heart, because. You can easily, if God is in you, and you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, leading and guiding you, which is what we say, into all truth. How do we possibly put this relationship and have it so casually and treat it so cavalier when life happens and we, not just like Here, because see, here's the thing when just the minor situations when people offend you you put your relationship with god on the shelf amen what was in the song come, come come play with god don't play with me something like that what was that it
1: Oh, try Jesus not
0: me. Yeah, try Jesus not me.
1: <laughs> they know that song.
0: <laughs> what does that tell us? That tells us that that's we, if you buck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that that's the, that's the condition of our hearts, y'all. Because if Jesus is in me, why tell him to try Jesus and not me? Yeah, try me because Jesus is in me. And they made shirts with that. (laughs) Absolutely. Why? Because it tells you that there's nothing to my relationship with God. There's more about God than it is about me. And I know some of y'all deep was going to say, nah, they were saying that I'm not strong enough. God is stronger than me. Yeah, but that's not what I'm, I'm saying. That If God is in you, he's giving you the strength to overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. See, we play that stuff because it makes us feel good about our flaws. We don't want to deal with our flaws. We want to push everything to God and make him the sole responsible one for how we conduct our lives. When he's given us the power. He said he's given us power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon us. When are you going to start taking your own spirituality into into fight for yourself? Now, listen, I'm not telling us that we're greater than God and we ought to fight battles. The battle is not ours, but he's given us every tool that we need that pertains to life and to godliness. Because Jesus Christ is on the inside of us. All those who have been blood-bought, who have been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, those who I'm talking to, those who don't, who don't match that, need to be filled. Your heart can only line up with God when you're filled with the power of God on the inside of you. Now, I'm not talking about those who are on the outside, because those on the outside need to be brought into the inside but those who, he, who say they love Jesus Christ have made him Lord over their lives and we profess that he's Lord over all, then why don't you give him your heart to change? Why do you still fight the battles that are not yours? Why do you still feel the need to want to fight in the strength of your natural ability when you, when you say you have the Holy Spirit and you have the Spirit's ability on the inside of you? condition of our hearts. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4. Y'all all all right out there? Because listen, in this coming year, you're going to have to be able to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to choose You're going to have to choose whether you're going to serve God or you're going to serve Baal. You're going to have to choose. You're no more straddling defense. You're going to be either in or you're going to be left out. And that's not a threat or anything. That's the promise. Because if God is going to do what he's promised to do in this this dispensation of time, in the life of his true people, the believers, not the fake ones, the real ones. He's going to need you, children of God, to be all in to the things of God. If you're expecting miracles to happen in your life like never before, then you're gonna have to be sold out to God. You're not, he's not, listen, he's not moving on the lives of those who who who's straddle the fence and playing and playing church and playing playing the relationship with him. He wants to know, "Do you love me? Am I who you trust in?" Amen. Amen. Proverbs four twenty three says, "Guard your heart." Amen. Four twenty three, Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty three tells us, "Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life." I just told you that. You're going to have to put a safeguard around your thoughts, your mind, the heart, the seat of your understanding. You're going to have to put a guard around it above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It's going to determine where you move in 2023. It's going to determine whether you're always, listen, you don't want your life to be up and down. Even though the ebb and flows of life is going to happen, but the the sure foundation that you have is that he, that when your seas are rocky, he's the captain of your ship. He steadies your course. Hallelujah. And we're gonna see lives like never before, Fear. But what do you mean, Pastor V? Those who we thought were followers of Jesus Christ are now going to be followers of their own selves, followers of their own teachings. Why? Because they they cast away their confidence in God, and they trust they started now trusting in themselves. Why? Because the condition of their heart, God didn't move fast enough for them. Mm-hmm. hallelujah listen I'm not gonna fret myself with that with, with that I got we got to stay I gotta my heart has to be fixed your mind has to be set that God I trust you God I'm gonna serve you God I love you above all you know I serve you Jesus amen amen Yes indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Glory to God. I can say a whole lot more right there, but I'm over. Ezekiel. Ezekiel um, 36. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36 and 26 tells us that, and I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender. Respond. What's that?
1: Just give people time to turn. Ezekiel 36 26? Yes. Okay.
0: You guys had that right. You guys need me read that again.
1: They should turn to it. Y'all gonna turn to it.
0: Ezekiel thirty-six. Y'all
1: got your Bibles right. She said, "Can you read it again?"
0: Amen. Ezekiel thirty-six and twenty-six. It says. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So God is telling us that he's going to he's going to give us a new heart. And he's going to take out that stony heart that's in us. But here's the kicker. You got to want. A new heart got to want see so you have you have to identify whether your heart is hard to the things of God this is when you have to know the condition of your heart some of y'all know y'all nasty y'all that y'all that nasty I like to call that nice nasty yeah y'all, y'all some of y'all that real nice nasty y'all know how to y'all can turn it on or off around certain people oh yeah I'm but all the time, your heart is hard. Your heart is your heart is stubborn. And it, okay, this is something that hit home for all of y'all. Y'all go to work every day. Some of us. And you go you go to work already knowing that whatever the boss tell you to do, you ain't gonna do it anyway. Man, I ain't coming here for that. You came in here to work. But see, your heart is already conditioned to be rebellious, to be stubborn, to be argumentative, to be a fighter. Why? Because conditions of life have made you this way. But when you come into Christ and you become a new creature, you have the Bible says "Old things are passed away. You have to be willing You have to be willing and confident and comfortable enough in Jesus Christ to let it go. Because, see, we have we hold on to these things when we believe that we have to take charge of our lives. But when we learn to give our lives over to God, now I'm not saying that we don't have a part to play in our life because we do. He does things because we give him the up. we allow him permission to work in our lives but we are workers together with Christ. He doesn't just do for us and things get done. He requires us to do as well. The faith in our life is dead without our without the works that we place in it. And I always like to say we got to put some feet to our faith. We have to be moving. The same with the condition of our hearts to get away from a from brokenheartedness, from stubbornness. We have to now make, we have to now turn away from things that broke our hearts. Now I'm not saying be oblivious and be, be ignorant to the things that's going on around you. That if you notice that people are trying to use you, now boy, I'm but everybody ain't trying to use you. Everybody don't want something for nothing from you. Everybody's not looking to take advantage of you. But that's the guardedness of our hearts because of life. We've all had to, we've all experienced life at some point. Somebody's taking advantage of us. Someone has taking our kindness for weakness. Someone used us. That's not a, that's not the sum total of your life story. That's not the story that God. That listen, that may have been a portion of your book, but that's not the ending chapter of your story. God wants to do a wonderful work in your life and the only way he can do that is if we take off everything that's holding that back and the condition of the way we think the way our mind works is the, the, the messes with our heart and our ability to trust and to love it messes with the growth and the movement of God in our life. Amen. Yes, it does. A lot of us should be six foot tall in spiritual things, but we're five foot one because it's stunted out growth. Mm. And if you don't can change, if you don't change the condition of your heart, you will never grow. You will never grow beyond where you currently are. And I know some of y'all may think, well, I've grown. I've reached my cap. No, no, no. As long as you're breathing, growth possibility is available. And God is always pouring. Into things that have the ability to grow. Have you stunted your growth? Have you stopped God's ability to pour in you, to grow you up? to move you to where you believe you should be in Christ? Because some of us stop going, why? Because of envy, jealousy. We see where others have grown to, and we think, okay, we're, and we and we can't be that. You may not can be that, but you can be what God has called you to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And here's the kicker. Some, a lot of the times you don't want to be that. Because, see, everybody wants to be something without counting the cost to getting to that something. Mm -hmm. There's a cost associated to every elevation that we have in life. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes, it is. But when you set your heart to say, God, I understand that they ain't going to like me. They are going to talk about me because of whatever. And then this is not about the big head. This is not about boasting or braggadocio. This is about understanding That hate comes with growth. (laughs) Amen. Mm -hmm. Hate comes with growth. Why? Because people can't see you grow beyond them. Mm -hmm. Or moving to the same degree that they're moving. I don't want to be like you. I want to be me. I want to be the best version of me that God has possibly could ever create. I don't want to be another anything. I want to be the only version. Even though I'm a junior and my father, he's gone on. I always used to tell people, I am not junior. I am virgin. Because don't measure me on him. Measure me on me. That's a condition of the heart, ladies and gentlemen. Because I could have had a rebellious heart. Then why are you always comparing me to him? But when God gave me revelation that they don't know because they don't know. Now it's my job to teach them. And I had to teach my family members and friends that don't call me Junior. It's not that I'm ashamed of my father, but I am more proud of who I am. And I understand what God has created me to be that supersedes what he was. My life is my my life. And the choices that I make is a sum total of how my life is going to elevate in the things of God. And so is yours. That's good.
1: That's real good.
0: Y'all better come on out there. (laughs) Y'all better free yourselves. Y'all better let the word of God free you on this morning Mm. to not be a captive of your thoughts, to not be a prisoner of your own limitations. Because some of you are never going to move beyond where your thoughts take you. Your thoughts have imprisoned you. You have been ensnared by your thoughts. The condition of your mind, your thoughts, your heart. You are still where you were 10 years ago because of your thinking. How devastatingly horrible. Is that when you say you are a child of God, you talk your Bible, you go on your lunch break, quoting your word. But yet you don't believe God, but then you don't believe God's word enough to change your thoughts. Yeah. They lied to me. They promised me a raise and they didn't give it to you. Guess what? God will bless you and has the ability to bless you far beyond whatever they could have promised you.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. This is not some some fairy tale I'm teaching you or I'm talking to you guys about. This is life. This is my life. I've been blessed. Of with raises upon raises and superseded people that far beyond educational wise, they should be making more than me. Because my commitment to the things of God, my integrity, my thinking, when my thinking changed, so did everything about my life change. My pay scale increased, my health increased, my standard of living increased, everything about my spirit, most importantly, increased. Because where I was in the back of the line when I first got saved, God moved me to the front of the line of where other people were that came along with me in ministry. That's no boasting about anything other than the fact that I allow God to do the work in me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. My commitment was not into man. It was into God. And I respect the leaders that God has placed under us for years, I knew though that there's a purpose for my life, and if I kept my heart right, kept my the condition of my heart right, I knew that at some point God was going to bless me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mark chapter twelve. Come on, somebody out there shout amen. Yeah, say, do it for me, Lord. Yeah, come on, you can't have it if you can't say it. Say, do it for me, Lord. Yeah, come on, I feel y'all out there. Come on, y'all got to if you can't say it, you can't have it. Do it for me, Lord, whatever that for me is. Yeah, you talking about you want to be a world changer? You got to just You got to say, "Do it for me, Lord," and then you got to do the. You got to do what's required to have them working in your life. You got to be willing, be willing to surrender your heart. God help mend my broken heart. Yes, indeed. You guys did in Mark twelve and thirty. And it says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Amen. Check out this translation. This it says, and thou and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, that you must love God. You must love God. Now, and I'm, I'm not talking about no superficial love. You got to love God enough that you know, God, I trust you to change everything about me that needs to be changed. Amen. Amen. Yep. You got to trust God enough to God change everything, anything about me that needs to be changed. And see, that's this requires us to, to to make sure that we are outside of ourselves because a lot of people say they want change, but they don't want change. When I want to hold on to a little bit of ratchet just in case somebody get out of pocket with me. He ain't done with me yet. That's when we that's when we know we're still holding on. We have a condition issue. We have a condition that we haven't quite figured out yet. That we we got one foot in and one foot out. That's that bipolar. I want to be saved, but I still want to have a piece of my natural man. So just in case somebody cross me, they know I ain't listen. I ain't the one. Don't play with me. Play with God. <laughs> and see the beautiful thing about our God is He's not bipolar. Either you in with this or you out with this. Either you're committed to the things of God or you're committed to the things of the flesh. He told us in the Bible, choose ye this day who you will serve. If God be God, then serve God. And if Baal be God, then serve Baal. Mm-hmm. He told us that there's, there's always going to be a crossroad in our lives of choices to be made. Mm-hmm. Which always leads to the condition of our heart because we always lean to the thing that moves us. If God moves you, it's a no-brainer to trust to choose God. I know y'all like, well, Pastor, y'all like to drink a little bit. I like that one. I want to be that man. Give that little. Go, go. If it challenges your spirituality and your witness, why do it? If it what the Bible says, well. Let me not touch that. Not today. I'm gonna deal with it. Maybe not today. Here's my thing. Sitting at the cigar bar. It's a bad representation of the things of God. Well, why do you say that, Pastor? Because a non listen, a baby in Christ sees you mature in Christ, smoking, Mm -hmm. drinking responding just like the world does, what difference does it tell them to come in as opposed to why can't I stay out and do the same thing you're doing and still expect God to move on my life? What's the false witness that we're giving people? And see, that's when we need to strengthen our resolve, condition of our heart. That if we've been cleansed from all unrighteousness, we have to let them, we we have to let things go. Because listen, only thing those holding those things that we hold on to the things for is because they are desirable to us. But they are a false witness to the things of God. The Bible tells us that we should shun the very appearance mm-hmm. of those things we seem evil. Mm-hmm. Amen. No. That if we are to shun them, why? Because they even did the very appearance, may give off the wrong impression. Give someone the wrong view of who I am. Amen. Yeah. And it's not about, oh, you want you want to be extra holy. No, it's not about being holy, but the Bible says, be ye holy, for he's holy. And why would I put things in my body that's gonna that's gonna defile my body if my body is the temple of the Almighty God? Mm-hmm. So we have to see these are conditions of our heart. See, this is the thing that we try to be borderline. See, we, the Bible says that He rather be hot or either cold and not lukewarm. See, when you have to be lukewarm, that's a condition of your heart. Because one day you want to be with God, the next day you don't want to be be associated with God. See, he's only good for you when he's working for you. Or things are working in your favor. In addition of our thinking, our heart, our mind, our thoughts. We care so much about what other people think that we don't care about what God thinks. And listen, if we call the Bible says, if we, we should tie a millstone around our neck. And be cast into the lake, then to harm least of his little one. Hmm. So why would we want to mess with that? Why would we want to cause somebody else to stumble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, I like to tell him, man. I keep one hundred with a Pass. I tell him. <laughs> I tell him. I'm telling him. I'm working things out, man. I'm, I'm still trying to work through my life, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get it. But when you gonna work? Things. Well, here's the thing. If that's the case, then shut your mouth. Mm. About about serving and trusting God. <laughs> if you're still working Ooh. through some things, build your life up oh, first.
1: Yes, Lord.
0: And listen, and then one the Bible says, now once you have been converted, then you strengthen your brother. But you, in order to be converted, you have to make sure that everything that I'm saying on the inside of me has been worked out, has been filtered through. Mm. That now that when I present my life to someone in testimony of the goodness of God, they may see flaws, but they don't see sin. Woo! That's the condition of our hearts, ladies and gentlemen. They see a working process. They don't see a continual in sin process. Because if I'm still sinning, have I been converted? The answer is no. Because if you are living an active life of sinning, you have not been converted. Sin is that something happened and I may have made a mistake. Sinning is an actual thought process of a continual mindset that I'm going to do this. Wow, that's good. That's sinning. Teach, 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 teach. So don't let nobody fool you with language and words. You have to when you sin, that's a act, an isolated act that I made a mistake, I failed. But now because I can repent and get back up on and get back in the fight, that's one thing. But sinning, I make a conscious effort to keep living a life of doing of doing a pattern of things that I know contradicts the word of God. And I openly do it. That's a condition of your heart.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's
0: true. We have to fix our heart. No more part time lovers. Either you're in this thing or you out of this thing trying to get in. And if you're trying to get in, okay, that's one. Okay, we just that's work, that's work to get in, let's help you get in. But if you're using God as a slot machine and you're just trying to pull a lever to get something from God and don't give him anything in return, then you are treating, you are, look, he is not a trick and you won't receive a treat. That's a get over. That's a condition of our hearts. We've been conditioned to get over. We all, a lot of us still have get over spirit. We're always looking to try to hustle. How can you hustle God? That's good. How can you think because I'm a great chess player I know how to make moves? How do you think you want to outmaneuver the God who created you? <laughs> how ignorant are we? Come on, Lou. Amen. Amen. Let's work on our hearts, our condition of our hearts, our thoughts, our mind. Let's get in position where well, we have to. Let's think better. Let's process, let's, let's get in position where we surrender our thoughts to God. Well, how do I surrender my thoughts to God? You got to let God, let this mind, you have to renew your mind daily about the things of God. Free yourself from pervert thoughts. Things that go contradictory to the word. It's a fight for all of us. We battle all the time. I stand behind this pulpit, like I tell you, I may have one finger pointing this way, but I have four, four pointing back to me. The condition that I have to work on my thoughts every day. So see, here's where, here's where it goes. Luke 6. Chapter I mean, chapter 6, verse 45. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Here's where it is for all of us. It says a good person produces good things from the treasure of his good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What say your what what you say your flow, your, your flaws from the from what is in your heart are? What flows from your heart? Let's read that in this translation. We have another translation.
1: I have amplified.
0: re amplified.
1: The intrinsic, interest, wait a minute, excuse me. intrinsically good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his heart. And the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart.
0: Amen. Here's one. Check this out. It says, "People who are also like that, a good man keeps good things in his mind. His mind is always his or her. That's not just talking about man. That's that's mankind. His or her thoughts are always good. In his life, he brings those good things out from there." But a bad man keeps bad things in his mind. He brings those bad thoughts out of there. So his thought, those thoughts come out, whether good or bad, depends on the, the nature of the human of the person. Mm-hmm. And it says, when a person speaks, his words show what is really in his mind. <laughs> so whether your so your heart is going, your heart, your thoughts are going to tell on you. Tell you can't listen. You can't get around your thoughts. No matter how smart you think you are, what's in you eventually going to come out of you. You can practice being good with being an evil person. But at some point, that evil is going to come out of me because it's innately in me. I haven't changed. It's fixed in me. It's My thoughts is a part of my heart. Because I told you guys earlier, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The abundance of your thinking gets into your heart, and then it's eventually going to come out of your mouth. You can't get around that. That's the process. That's how we've been created. And so his words show what is really in his mind, in his thought. So you're not going to be able to get them. We are a sum total of our thoughts, everybody. Amen. Amen. You are never going to go beyond your thoughts, how you see yourself, how you see God seeing you. You're never going to be able to rise above that. If you don't know that God loves you, God has better for you, there's purpose to your life. There's destiny attached to you. There's souls that are attached to your life. If you don't see that and you just keep speaking defeat over your life, you will never move beyond being defeated. Poverty is poverty because people can't see themselves rich. And what do you mean rich? I am am not talking about wealthy. I am talking about from a state of being poor where they're looking for people to always give them something. Yeah, the poor we're going to have what is always. Yeah, you're going to have the poor in thinking with you always. Because people are never going to think beyond what their circumstances are telling them because they have not set themselves to not just see circumstances, but to see beyond that. And if that's why the Bible, if God be for you, who can be against you? These, this stuff, these scriptures are given to help state the way we see ourselves. And not this, not the way we see us, the way God sees us. He wants us to see ourselves. He wouldn't have told us we can be out if he always wanted us in. What do you mean? Bondage. Hardship. What's the glory in serving a God like that? And I don't don't reduce God to just things. Absolutely not. But I do understand that God takes great pleasure in seeing the world, see his people thriving and representing him. Why? Because if you're blessed to be a blessing, I can't bless you with something I don't have. Nor do I have the ability to get because my mind is messed up. My thought process is messed up. Amen. So free yourselves on the day. Say, "There's more in me." Yes, there's more in me. Hallelujah. Then what meets the eye? hmm mm-hmm. Yes, Lord.
1: There's
0: more in me. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. I'm bigger in the sight of God than what I currently stand. Hallelujah. You gotta know it. You gotta see it. You have to receive it for yourself. Yeah, you got to. You got to know what God has called you to do. Amen. And what He's placed in you. Listen, He said He's placed these these treasures in hidden in earthen vessels. There's something greater on the inside of you, and you will never you will you will never experience it if you don't believe it.